Hi everyone, I'm Glenn Henry, maker in chief of Sprite Brain Studios, an indie game micro studio based out of Kingston, Jamaica. And as I began my journey and honed my craft, I realized that it's kind of lonely. So I reached out to my fellow creatives within the Caribbean context just to figure out exactly how they are doing what they are doing. That is this podcast, a series of interviews to provide motivation, inspiration, and knowledge to my fellow Caribbean creatives. I hope you enjoy. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Build It and They Will Play podcast, the podcast where we speak to other Caribbean creatives and figure out how they are navigating life. Today, we have the visionary, Ikem Smith. How are you doing, Ikem? I'm good. <laughs> You're good. How are you? I'm, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. Things are coming together. Uh, thanks again for being on the show, man. Yeah, man, no problem. All right, Ikem. Um, just give us a brief intro- introduction. Who are you? Uh, Who am I? Um, all right, so I'm a 27-year-old uh, illustrator of motion graphics artist. Okay. from Kingston, Jamaica. All right, all right. Cool, man. Uh, so I know that you are working on a bunch of stuff, but I first was introduced to you through your illustrative work. Um, what always caught my eye is how expressive uh, your pieces were, really and truthfully. It was, well, it was partially the cartoonish style, but the way in which you could really show show emotion and by just leveraging that cartoonish background um can you tell me if this still carries over into your latest projects or stuff or stuff uh yeah i think well i think when i was growing up i watched uh, a little bit too much tv i know such thing man. so <laughs> so um uh, i kind of always been very into um like tr- dramatic stuff and mm-hmm. you know you know like 90s were with cartoons and and stuff like that movies and yeah uh so i've been trying to i well i want to be a, a filmmaker mm-hmm. um that's my end goal um it's kind of changing now with the whole internet curse. well i feel like I kind of came at this weird, this weird time. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of grew up at this weird transitional period. Because um, when I was in high school, I was still thinking, okay, I need to um, go to film school maybe, and then you know work my way up, and then eventually do something. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I finished. Uh, Edna mm-hmm. is like, oh, YouTube people making money and, you know, people so, on Facebook making money from doing stuff. And I guess even though I saw it changing, I was just still kind of setting that mindset. So now I'm looking um, towards making my own content. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, that's where it would come back in. Um things that I enjoy, I see translating into that. 
okay. you know, like how it's in illustration. So you're, you're, you're reconnecting with your, your youth and you're drawing inspiration from there, kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm realizing more and more how much things that happen when you're a kid kind of affects you throughout your entire life, you know what I mean? So, and yeah, um, I can definitely yeah. relate. That's definitely important. I mean, for me, I, I'm finding that I'm embracing, I'm I'm re-embracing my love of um, Japanese animation and anime. Uh, there was a brief time where it was kind of not in vogue, and you didn't necessarily wanna wanna be open with it as much because you know yeah. it was kind of quote unquote weeaboo. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning to accept myself and love what I love. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's very important. Um, I saw, I recently saw um, your the music video that you did for Royal Blue. Yeah, you directed that, correct? Yeah, yeah. All right. man, it was really good. It was really, really clear. I loved the the mini story that was worked through the entire thing. Uh, I, ex- I especially loved the transition from the black and white to the color cloud background, like. It was it was a very weird mix of things, but they all worked. Um, Thanks. I mean, can you go into exactly what, what what was the process behind that? What tools did you use? Um, any okay. insights you could share? Um, yeah, well, I had we had we kind of came up with the idea after a conversation. Like I pitched an idea to to Blue. Mm-hmm. And um, I had well, I've been working with corporate for a while, like marketing and agencies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just freelancing as a editor and BFX and stuff. Mm-hmm. And before that, uh, I had done art of storyboarding. Um, so I guess I had brought I had that experience with you know pre-production and post-production. And this wasn't my first time directing a music video, but it was the method was a bit different this time because I really wanted to. Because I was, I was kind of, it was kind of daunting by the idea. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to make sure it was set before I, you know, went into it. So I did an animatic, which people usually do for animation, mm-hmm. but I did an animatic for the whole video. So. There's like a video of the whole video, uh, almost really pretty close to how it finally came out. Um, like sans the the television ads that people um, contributed, and um, yeah, so I, I drew out everything in Krita, mm-hmm. which is a open source uh, illustration program, mm-hmm. and it also supports animation. So, um, I mean, I didn't use the animation function, but there are some parts where, for instance, I wanted some movement, so I did it like a frame-by-frame thing, and then I just exported the image sequence and imported it into Premiere, where I just put it over the songs, the stills over the song, and I basically edited the whole thing, the pace of the whole thing beforehand. Okay. And, um, and then, yeah. After that, it was just a lot. Uh, we filmed it. I, I had a, have a camera. I use a 
Blackmagic Micro Cinema Camera. Mm-hmm. And um, shot it at my friend's house, um, Crusher, who like provided out of the other equipment and um, edited in Premiere. Uh, did the auto motion graphics and VFX in um, Blender and After Effects. All right. Uh, yeah. How long did the How long did the shoot take? The shoot was a day. Um, we well, it was a day and a half. There were some segments that I had actually shot at my house. Okay. Um, a day, before, like a couple of days before, and then we shot the main thing in a day. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Uh, question though. Uh, in the past, I know that you were using GIMP. Is there is there like a a, a reason why I see that you're using a lot of open source um, platforms for your creative process, uh, or is it just you know freeness? Oh well, I so when I was growing up, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. um, I even before that actually, my when my father used to use uh, Linux. Mm-hmm. Um, Linux-based operating systems. So I think we use Red Hat and then like Fedora Core and then Ubuntu. And those are, those, uh, sorry, those platforms don't support Windows or or Windows um, applications. Mm -hmm. So we had to use all the open source alternatives that actually work on, a lot of them work on Mac but not on Windows, because I think they kind of build off, build off the they same. They have the same Unix. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, just kind of all through high school, I was just using these open source programs, and I just continued, you know. That's yeah. kind of cool. It's kind of cool, like how, how you, it kind of shows again how your history kind of defines where you end up, because... Yeah. Uh, I've been exposed. I come from a computer science background, so I've been exposed to those type of uh, those programs as well as the philosophy behind those programs for a long period of time. Uh, but in my head, it's always been like a Photoshop has always been an industry standard, especially when you're looking at um, careers and uh, careers within the industry. They kind of require that background, so it it it, it serves to kind of make your work stand out a little bit more it kind of serves to make your uh, your process a little bit more unique which i've always found kind of kind of interesting so yeah, man. all right and um yeah so we're talking about how history informs our presence a bit uh just want to transition into like kind of peeling back uh the layers and finding out what motivates uh your creative process what what, what drives you i mean it's kind of a personal question but uh yeah. If you're comfortable, answer the best that you can. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, well, it's kind of a weird point um, I'm at now. Uh, I guess before, um, like in high school, I had never, I hadn't really thought about um, film or like animation as a viable like career path. Mm-hmm. Um, like up until sixty, I, I was actually um, planning to go into medicine, and so I did all science subjects. I did art, but like I was always kind of good at drawing, mm-hmm. so I enjoyed art. Um, and uh, 
No, that's me. That's me. Oh, what you were saying? So no, no. So that little notification came up. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I hear myself. Huh. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I was into literature, mm-hmm. and then I. Yeah, I guess right. so. I went to a period where I was kind of depressed in high school, and then I watched a, a movie called um, Stranger Than Fiction, mm-hmm. and it kind of like saved my life. You know, you know what I mean. And I guess I was. It kind of like opened my eyes, and I was like, "Oh, I could, I could do this." You know what I mean? I could like make movies, and um. Yeah, and then I think it was soon after that that I made a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. My YouTube was still pretty young. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I made, um, I think I made my first YouTube video, like, uh, in fifth form when I was supposed to be studying for CXC. And I made, like, a couple of videos. Um, but I guess I never really thought, because YouTube was still just, like, cat videos and, Babies and people making weird, weird things, content. Yeah, you know I mean, so I guess at the point, I never really thought of it as a viable thing. There were like comedy sketches. Like I remember vividly, like watching um this channel called Derek Comedy. Oh, I I hear myself. I don't know if it's gonna affect the recording. I don't think it should. I don't think it should. Okay, but this should be fine, man. Okay, so yeah, um, which was actually um, a group formed um, in NYU that Donald Glover was a part of. Mm-hmm. So like that, like early Donald Glover stuff. And then so it's like kind of weird how you see these people from the internet and then it's like, whoa, they're like... They're blown huge. up now. Right? Yeah. And you've been with them from the beginning when they were just doing weird, weird stuff on YouTube. Yeah, but, um, yeah, sorry, I, I, I kind of went off on a tangent, but, um, so, yeah, so, from that into making things, what was the question again? <laughs> it's motivation, man, but it's fine. Motivation. Yeah, mo- yeah. what I find with this type of question is really untruthfully, um, a lot of things kind of make up who we are, and when posed with this kind of question, we kind of meander a bit yeah but, but that's fine that's fine i mean okay what i'm getting what i'm what i'm hearing from you right now is that uh you were very much you know on a set path before but it wasn't necessarily for you and uh, by yeah. being exposed to the internet and you know this this creator culture even in its beginning stages it it, it gave you an outlet and that outlet kind of you know, give you a lifeline, and it it pulled you out from a little from a darker place, and it continues yeah, to yeah. kind of. I can definitely relate with that because, again, for me personally, uh, I find that if I'm not actively making something, if I don't have like a north star, um, like you know, kind of struggling towards, I just get yeah. depressed. And just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. and it's not till I pick up a pencil like months later, or I open up a text editor, and I'm like, oh yeah. I'm not doing anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so that, yeah, that's like it's kind of like a release in a way. Yeah. And um. So yeah, so I, I guess I was set on the whole filmmaking thing, and then um, I ended up at Edna, like straight out of fifth form because I didn't want to go to sixth form with the subjects I had, mm-hmm. and I didn't like. So you're done with so, the sciences at that point. You're just like, nah. Yeah, and um, I got in on a late registration thing because sixth form was like the thing that I was doing. And then I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do this. Uh, I just like, oh, okay, where is there where I can get to Edna? So I got into Edna. And then it was just like film, film, film. Like, uh, I told all my lecturers, okay, I want to be a filmmaker. What do I do? There's no film program here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that lecturer was like, hey, you know, you could do painting and learn about composition and lighting and all that stuff. So you just picked up the Which, pieces. in theory, makes sense. But practically, Edna didn't really teach painting. painting. Mm-hmm. They were more into, like, contemporary art, mm-hmm. like burning plastic bags and making stuff out of garbage and stuff. Which, I mean, in a way, kind of, um, there was a benefit to that, but I guess directly it wasn't beneficial for the film thing. But then I was involved in, um, I kept going into the computer labs, and then I eventually um, switched, out, switched my major to visual communication mm-hmm. and did like graphic design. And um, around then, I was making short films. And I think around that time, it was just making cool stuff, yeah. right? So that's the second phase. And the third phase that brings us to here now is kind of um, a change, a shift, because I'm not necessarily as enthusiastic about illustration and animation and stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the idea of... Um, like building things okay um and recently about a year ago around this time last year i discovered um this guy named gary v mm-hmm. if you know him uh, yeah and, um, I know, i'm very i know mr vaynerchuk i mean i listen yeah. to him every now and again um yeah so v- gary if you ever stumble across this podcast you know invite me um <laughs> <laughs> that would be great <laughs> Yeah, um, and, uh, but yeah, he has this thing about thinking of yourself as a media company, mm-hmm. no matter what industry you're in, like if you're a doctor or a um, baker or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that kind of changed my mindset. And I guess it kind of took that to make me kind of, um, because I guess I had been doing corporate stuff mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, I'm building a portfolio Maybe I can, so, I don't know, eventually submit it to somebody or something, so you know? Sounds to me like you, you've you spent a large, a second entire second phase of your life trying to amass the tools to become a filmmaker, to kind of yeah. just at the end of it, beginning on phase three, realize that you already are one, kind of, like this self-actualization. Yeah. Like it was inside you all along. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, I think, because the, the school system here, and I mean everywhere in the world, it kind of has 
sets you in this mindset of um, preparing to work for somebody. Mm -hmm. And I guess I never was introduced to the idea of entrepreneurship or yeah. like um, or like building something for yourself. And then, because I, I had noticed at Edna, like for, even for my final year project, I was doing some music stuff. And I had this thing called um, Free Burn Friday. Mm -hmm. And I'd post a song and like out of animation every Friday. Mm -hmm. And like the page grew pretty quickly on Facebook, right? Like I think I got like, I never even really promoted it that much. I literally just post the page, post to the page every Friday. And like within the couple of months, I got like 400 followers on it. And I was like, whoa. You know, and people are, like, contacting me to do, like, animations for music videos or, like, mm -hmm. thing. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like, I literally just did this thing for myself and other people saw it and want it yeah. too. And I guess, I don't know why in my head I wasn't, like, I guess it just shows how much my mind wasn't um, towards geared towards entrepreneurship mm -hmm. where I didn't see that like, oh, that's an opportunity. People are invested in this. The mm -hmm. market is demanding. Like I wasn't... You weren't thinking along even, those lines. You're just like, this is weird. I, yeah, I'm just like, this is weird. This is cool. You know, I made these things of people, you know, <laughs> which is, it's kind of weird like how you kind of like have these opportunities sometimes presented in front of you and you're just not prepared to see them. Yeah. Yeah, you know definitely. I mean? Definitely. So, I guess last year, no, was when I get, yeah, I was like kind of really over the whole working for corporate stuff. Yeah. And I mean, it pays pretty well if you, if you, if you can do it, you know what I mean? But, and, but I can imagine oh yeah, like was, there's some, there must be moments that just suck. Just suck. Yeah. So I, w I feel like I, I burnt myself out, definitely. Yeah. And I had, um, so my idea was like, okay, I'm going to just do a bunch of jobs, make like a bunch of money and then live off of that for like a couple months and just make my own stuff. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully somebody will see it or whatever, which is kind of like, you know, I just never get it. So then by the time I um, discovered um, Year V, you know, mm -hmm. like, I was starting to burn through that money already, but no, it was like I was starting to get in, like, hear about um, entrepreneurship and dropshipping and creating content and All finding those other people. Who, yeah. yeah. So then now, I guess this phase is kind of, and the recent thing is kind of like, okay, I'm going to make content. I'm going to find ways that I can leverage my talents to make money, to fund making more things, to getting more of an audience so that I can continue making more Continue things. sustaining, like using that leverage and then, you know, maybe selling some more stuff and then... Yeah, because I mean, the, so, goal, the, the goal is to continue making things. The goal is to continue, you know, self-express. Yeah. Um, I can definitely relate. All right. Yeah. All right. So... Okay, cool. So we've gone through the the four major questions. I think everybody has a general idea of, you know, who Ekim Smith is. Um, 
gonna leave you with the bon leave you with a bonus question right now. Um okay. if you could have or somebody on this show, um from the Caribbean diaspora, like somebody you look up to, somebody you'd want to hear more about from their process and everything. Could you who would it be? Would it be? Yeah, who would it be? Um I mean, aside, I, I mean, we could probably, if we could fit Gary V in here somehow, that would be yeah. great. But, like, aside from him. That's all right. Um, all right, there's this, you know, um, Carlan goes by Cohn. Carlan Cohn. I, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, Cohn lives on, on Twitter. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. K-O-N-E-L-I-V-E-S. Sounds very familiar. Yeah. Yeah, so he's a producer, mm-hmm. and he does he does illustration and animation stuff as well. Right. Like I, f- I find there like a lot of, I guess I kind of been trapped in a, a bubble power, mm-hmm. and I hadn't real like I hadn't been looking out because I kind of felt a bit like a outcast in a way. Like in high school, like I was kind of like the weird kid that listened to weird music and did yeah. weird stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I guess I never really knew many people like me. So now with the internet, again, like, recognizing people who, like, you kind of, like, you see them and you're like, whoa, you're kind of like, like the Spider-Man meme. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, <laughs> that thing. So, yeah, I, like, um, kind of reminds me of me, in a way. I mean, I, obviously, I, like, he's his own person, but yeah. Yeah, okay, Just, cool. Yeah. Cool. Alright, cool. So Cone lives. Uh I'll try to reach out to him and see if we can get him on the show. If not for this season, probably the next one. Um yep. Alright man. Um thanks again for being on the show. It was a pleasure yeah, talking man. to you. Uh thanks, man. I love what you're doing and I want you to keep it up. Um I'm the sure anybody who else who, who ch- <laughs> thanks. Anybody else who um checks out the show also would be interested in it. Um, can you plug where they can see your work? Uh, yeah, I'm Ikem Smith on um, Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. and Behance. Yeah. Ikem and I have, Smith. like some music stuff coming out under Mikey Tumbleweed, which mm-hmm. is, I think, but yeah, that's a, a thing. All right, man. Well, I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Thanks once again. Yeah. And cut.